1: Back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. There you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design For today's show, we got a crossover episode. We got Ryan Latica of Locked On Rockies on today. We did a whole hour discussion, but today's pod is all about the Nolan Arenado trade. So we'll get into that. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44 so if you want men in that age range this is your spot plus i'll read to the most reasonable around email me at locked on diamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more now here's that conversation between new locked on rockies host ryan latica and i all right we got ryan latica finally on the pod the new locked on rockies host Ryan say what's up to all the Locked On Diamondbacks listeners the first time they get to hear your voice.
0: Yeah, this is the this is my first time doing a crossover with uh with Millard Shane here on Locked On Diamondbacks. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, and uh I don't know how long you're going to be excited for Ryan because We just saw news this week, the Rockies, they traded their franchise star, their cornerstone player, Nolan Arenado. They got back, you know, a bunch of dudes, Austin Gomber, a quartet of prospects. So I just want to know, Ryan, why did this happen and what are your feelings right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, there are so many reasons why this happened. And, you know, essentially it all boils down to, The souring of the relationship between Nolan Arenado and the Rockies general manager Jeff Breidich. Now, a little bit of background for you, you know, for listeners of of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast who may not be as intimately familiar with the details is how this all broke down so spectacularly as it has, but essentially what happened is Nolan Arenado signed a record extension with the Colorado Rockies right before spring training started in the 2019 calendar year. So in February 2019, he signs an eight-year extension worth 265 some odd million dollars. Paid. Yeah, he got paid. Um and good for Nolan. I mean, you know, that was him, you know, putting his faith in the organization after the Rockies made the playoffs two consecutive years in 2017 and 2018. They they earned a grand total of one playoff win that that wild card win over the Chicago Cubs. Um, But things are trending upward 29, you know, the Rockies entered the 2019 season with a lot of hope and a lot of expectations. You know, they were supposed to continue building, you know, continue building forward and Nolan Arenado put his faith in, put his faith in the organization to be, to be at right at the center of that. And he signed his record extension with the Rockies under the impression that Jeff Breidich would continue to build around Arenado. Now that simply just didn't happen. Once once Nolan Arenado signed in 2019, everything essentially stopped. Jeff Breidich didn't, he just stopped adding. That I mean, it's just that simple. And it came out in the in the Rockies press conference yesterday with Breidich and the Rockies owner, Dick Monfort that Nolan had requested a trade nine months after signing the extension. So we weren't even in the year 2020 yet. And Nolan Arnato had already asked to be traded or, or at least, I mean, that's just going off of what Dick Monfort said. He said that Nolan Arnato asked for a trade nine months after he was extended. Um, and so, you know, and fast forward to now, you know, they finally get a, get a trade worked out for him. And then yesterday in the, or I guess two days ago now um, in the, Press conference, Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich are essentially vilifying Arenado, you know, mm. painting him as the bad guy here, essentially saying, you know, oh, Arenado, you know, his desire to leave, you know, hadn't changed no matter what. You know, we've always done everything we could to put a contending team on the field. And that's just simply not true.
1: Yeah, I remember last year there was rumors about him maybe being traded. And it seemed like it was more the organization that wanted to move Arenado than arenado but now it sounds like you're saying it was more arenado who wanted to be traded last season i just find that interesting if he did sign that extension so early how poor is that relationship and how toxic was that environment you know in that rockies organization for a guy to sign a record deal like that it's kind of like what we're seeing right now with deshaun watson and the texans he signed that massive deal with the texans and now a year later he's requesting a trade so i find that interesting but Ryan he's gone now so we see the return that they got what do you think of the haul for Nolan Arenado? you got back Austin Gombers you got back four prospects Montero he's considered the 14th best prospect in the Cardinals organization Losi's 26th and uh Gill he's 28th in the Cardinals organization so not really a blue chipper so how do you feel about the haul the Rockies got back for their franchise cornerstone player
0: Yeah. uh, Before I address that, I do want to say some, I do want to address a point that you actually just mentioned earlier um, before I move on to the, before I move on to the hall here, Mm -hmm. Um, you, you mentioned the toxic, relationship between Nolan Aronado and Jeff Breidich and one one other thing that I do want to add on to that before we move on is in that report in The Athletic now if you're not if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic um, obviously you might not have yeah, you might not have been privy to it. this I'm sorry you probably didn't see if you're not a subscriber yeah yeah you're probably not privy to this but in um, in Ken Rosenthal's report in The Athletic Nolan Aronado and Jeff Breidich by the end they weren't even talking Mm. Um, He said that there were, you know, there was radio silence between the two, essentially. So that just really kind of proves how bad it got, where essentially the relationship between Arenado and Breidich, I mean, it it was up to the Rockies owner, Dick Monfort, to choose between Nolan Arenado and Jeff Breidich. And unfortunately for Rockies fans, he chose the general manager and forced the star third baseman out of town in what essentially amounts to a salary dump. And this is a good segue into the return that they got for Arenado. Um, You know, I, I, yeah, they got back Austin Gomber. He, you know, he's a part-time starter, part-time long reliever. Uh, I I just pulled it up. Career ERA of 372 in parts of two seasons in the big leagues. He had a pretty solid year in 2020, Mm -hmm. 186 ERA in 14 total games. Um, But, I mean, when you're looking at 2020 stats, you know, you have to take that with a massive grain of salt just because they only played 60 games you know, and you need more than that to be able to determine, you know, how, you know, how good a player is over the course of a full season. So the Rockies get Austin Gomber back, you know, no excitement or really there. Um, He's only, as I mentioned, you know, only played parts of two seasons. He didn't, you know, he didn't spend 2019 in the major leagues at all. It was only in 2018 and 2020, only 40, uh, 43 career games in the major leagues. And then they get back four kind of middling prospects, you know, not one single, top 100 prospect in baseball for yeah. Nolan Arenado. who could be argued as the best third baseman in baseball, or at least one of them. Not one single top 100 prospect. The highest prospect that they got back for Aranato, um was, I'd have to look, look this back up here really quick. Um, Elejuris Montero, who is yeah. the um, number three third base prospect in the Cardinals organization. They couldn't even get either one of the top two third base prospects In the Cardinals organization, and Eliehurius Montero ranked by MLB.com as the number eighth overall prospect in the Cardinals organization. Baseball reference, or uh, not baseball reference, baseball prospectus. Um, You know they're they're a little bit harder on these guys. Baseball prospectus doesn't rank any one of these four prospects coming back as in the top ten for the St. Louis Cardinals. And so, you know, this is just kind of what's so frustrating as you know, as someone who has followed the Rockies essentially for my entire life. Um, You know, now you have Jeff Breidich and Dick Monfort claiming that this was not a rebuild. You know, somehow this is not a, you know, the Rockies are not rebuilding despite subtracting their best player and, you know, getting nothing back for him. It's like, how can you argue? I mean, Dick Monfort, the, the Rockies owner, also said in that press conference that he still believes that this team is built to is built to contend and built to win. And he thinks that this is a very talented team. And I just don't understand how that, ha- you know, where that happens, you know, how you can come to that conclusion. You know, you subtracted David Dahl earlier this offseason, who, yes, yeah. has dealt with the injury history. But, I mean, you sub- you subtracted David Dahl, who is, I mean, I've mentioned on my podcast earlier this offseason, he's, you know, the third best, you know, the third most valuable Rockies outfielder since he made his major league debut in 2016. You know, and that, and that says a lot more about the quality of outfielders that the Rockies have than it does about David Dahl, unfortunately, but it's still true. And now you've subtracted Nolan Arenado as well. Ryan and
1: I will get into more conversation about Nolan Arenado, But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar because Bilt Bar is back, more improved and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors with six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love built Bars is because I'm a health conscious guy. I try to go to the gym when I can, but I have a sweet tooth, and built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar, when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar. That's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for thy keto diet. If you go to BiltBar.com right now and use that promo code LOCKEDON, you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code on. That's promo code on for 20% off at BiltBar.com. With the ever-increasing numbers that makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts a car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. Windor, often pointless, or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the cowman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. So go to RockAuto.com right now. And see all the parts available for your car, truck, right locked down in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to that conversation between Ryan and I. Yeah, and this is something we really only see in baseball as com- as compared to uh, NFL, the NBA. In baseball, you could trade your franchise cornerstone player and not get that blue chip in return. We saw in the NFL this past week, the Lions, when they traded Matt Stafford, they got a haul back. Two first round picks, a third round pick. P- picks in the NFL are just way more valuable than they are in the MLB. And then in the NBA, you can look at a guy like Anthony Davis. When he got traded, you got a Brandon Ingram back. You got a hall. You got like four first rounders back, three pick swaps in baseball. You trade your franchise cornerstone player. And like you said, you can't even get a top 10 prospect back in that team's organization. And you're going to continue to pay money to a guy like uh, Nolan Arenado. So not only are you trading your best player, you're not getting a great return and you have to continue paying the player you just traded it doesn't make much sense. And now, Ryan, I actually have a little game for you because I was looking at these kind of blockbuster trades in recent memory, where teams trade their franchise cornerstone players. We saw we saw it with the the Indians recently. They traded Francisco Lindor to the Mets. So I'm gonna give you five trades, Ryan, of teams trading their best player or just a blockbuster deal. And you tell me whether you you tell me who you think won this trade. And I'm gonna start with this one. Back in 2012, the Tampa Bay Rays traded James Shields to the Kansas City Royals. And in return, they got back Will Myers, Jake Ordizzi, Mike Montgomery, and Patrick Leonard. Do you think the Royals won that deal back in 2012? Because remember, they did win the World Series. Not too long after that, and then you look at a guy like Will Myers, Has he really lived up to expectations. He, Jay Gordizi, he was nice with the Tampa Bay Rays, but I think they would rather have James Shields in that kind of situation.
0: Yeah, um, honestly, um, that's 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 reaching way far back into the uh, (laughs) into the memory banks here. I'd have to um, look that up real quick. But I mean, um, you know, without having, you know, a a whole lot of knowledge of that trade right off the top of my head, um, you know, I would have to, you know, I would have to go with um. W- wait. I. You'd have to even repeat that for me, real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, could you tell me who who acquired Will Myers in that trade? Was it the? Yes. So the Rays they traded James Shields, also Wade Davis
1: and Elliot Johnson to the Royals. In oh, yeah, return, right. the Rays okay. got back Will Myers, Jake
0: Odorizzi, Mike Montgomery, and Patrick Leonard. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, just having watched, you know, guys like w- – I mean, Will Myers has been, you know, just a rocky crusher over the last couple of years. You know, I've gotten, you know, intimately familiar with, with Will Myers' offensive capabilities. Um, and, you know, just kind of going back and, you know, taking a quick glance at um, – James Shields baseball reference page. I mean, he only spent a couple of years with the Kansas City Royals before, um, he made it out to San Diego in 2015. And then he was, um, later traded for Fernando Tatis Jr. Of all players, um, to come back to the Padres after he went to the, to the Kansas or to the uh, Chicago White Sox rather. Um, But, I mean, you know, James Shields, it looks like in 2013, you know, he had a pretty good season, you know, finished 11th in Cy Young voting, led, you know, led the league in innings pitched, um, you know, led the league in, uh, you know, in starts as well. Um, And so, I mean, I don't honestly, you know, I'd have to I'd have to go back and study that one a little bit more before I could give you a concrete answer (laughs) on it. Um, you kind of caught me a little bit off guard with that (laughs) one. Yeah,
1: maybe it was a bad idea to just come at you hot out the gate with some uh trades. So I'll just give you some quick trades and then we'll just take a look at them. And I guess I'll decide real quick if I I'll give my own opinion if I thought it was a good trade or not, because I'll just take a look at some of these deals and the White Sox, they traded Chris Sale to the Red Sox and got Michael Kopech back and Yoan Mankata. And Moncada has been nice. Kopech has a lot of velocity, but at least in that deal, Yes, Chris Sale, you know, helped the Red Sox get a World Series, but at least they got two blue chippers back. They got two of the top, what, four prospects back in the Red Sox organization at the time. But has it really led to anything for the White Sox? I mean, they haven't really seen a return on that deal yet. So I guess that one is still pending. But considering the Red Sox won the World Series or Chris Sale at the hem, uh at the helm, I'm gonna say the Red Sox won that one. Uh I got enough
0: anytime you can yeah. anytime you can win a World Series out of a trade, you know, that's that that essentially does it for you. Uh,
1: the Tigers they traded uh, Justin Verlander when they made this deal. They traded Justin Verlander and Juan Ramirez to the Astros for Daz Cameron, Franklin Perez, and Jake Rogers. Though I haven't even seen them really on the major league field. I think I don't really know who those three players are. So I'm just gonna go ahead and assume the guy, the team that got Justin Verlander won that deal.
0: Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I'm I'm with you. You know, they again they they were able to win a World Series with them. You know, granted it was it was by, you know, the biggest cheating scandal in the history of professional sports. But I mean, you know, they still got that World Series. So. Hey, look
1: at this one. This one's kind of interesting. This will be the last one I throw, out, <laughs> I throw out at you. The Yankees, they traded Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs. They got back Gleyber Torres, Adam Warren, Billy McKinney, and Rashad Crawford. That's probably the only trade where trading the best player in the deal actually worked out for the other team because they got Gleyber Torres back, the Yankees did, and they re-signed uh, rolled to Chapman in that offseason, they stole him back from the Cubs. So, I'll probably say that's a, that has to be the only deal that worked. But I think most of the time, when you look at these deals, the team that's getting the cornerstone player is going to win it, you know, eight times out of 10. I mean, we saw just in recent history with a couple of those trades, they made the deal and then they ended up winning the World Series. So, I think in baseball, you just have to stop trading your franchise cornerstone player. In general, you're gonna try to trade them for prospects to hopefully land another cornerstone player. I think the the success rate in doing that is just pretty low. So, in general, if I could add
0: something to yeah. that as well, um, the whole situation. I mean, I, I I do see what you're saying, and for the most part, I do agree with you. Um, I do think that this situation with Nolan Arenado is unique in the fact that it has to deal with the Rockies front office in specific. Mm. Now, the Rockies front office is notorious for essentially be, you know, being a laughingstock of Major League Baseball. And now more than ever, after they've completed this deal with the Cardinals and got essentially nothing in return for Nolan Arenado. But I mean, you can go and read through, you know, national. I'm not even talking local writers like national writers like Mark Carrig, who, you know, he asked some pretty tough questions during that Rockies media availability a couple um, a couple days ago. Um, and I was really pleased, you know, to see him and also Mark Kisla, who covers um, Colorado sports for the Denver Post as well. Those two ask some really tough questions. And if you want, you can go back and, and rewatch that Rockies press conference. It's on YouTube. It's about an hour long. Um, and so you can just kind of get a, get a sense to see what Rockies fans have been dealing with the past, you know, seven or eight years since Jeff Breidich took over at the helm. But, I mean, Jeff Breidich is notorious for not being a good general manager to try and deal with, to try and make trades and transactions with. You know, teams really like the Cardinals, they really wanted to go after Nolan Arenado in specific because they knew that they could, you know, execute a trade like this. They knew that they could swindle the Rockies essentially and acquire Nolan Arenado for very little in return. And so that's kind of why, you know, I mean, I, again, I do, for the most part, agree with, with what you're saying, where it does happen in baseball a lot more than any other sports where franchise players are often traded for very little. Um, But I think that this, this situation is, I mean, I guess to, you know, to put it um, for lack of a better term is a step above all those other ones, just because of how essentially, for lack of a better term, incompetent that the Rockies front office is really proving that they are. And that's what Mark Carrig. that was that was the that was the center of Mark Kerrig's question um, during that press conference as well. You know, how can he literally asked Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich, how can you look at this situation as anything other than organizational failure that you don't still have Nolan Arnato two years after you signed him to an eight year extension?
1: That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Come back either tomorrow or Friday for another edition of a crossover episode with Ryan and I. We'll talk who's winning the offseason so far, who's coming out of the NL West, and more. So be in tune for that. And remember... Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Burskowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, bringing down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that's it for today's edition of Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces.